He's the host that uh, perpetually wants you to check in 9 to 12 hours before you need to arrive at a vacation home, uh, which makes him one of the best editors slash hosts in podcasting. He's slim. This is your Milestone Paper Keg episode 265. Welcome to uh, the show. Uh, Jonesy's intro reminded me of one of my favorite Onion articles. Dad suggests arriving at airport 14 hours early, (laughs) which is literally me. Paperkeg.com, three friends. There you go. I said it. I said it. Discuss a book. Same book. This week, we're back at it to complete the circle. Pluto, volume five through eight. For them killers, cut for them killers. Give it up for them, up gangsters. For them gangsters. One time give it for up for them killers. Give, give it up for them gangsters. gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue. My my head nod I did was the cue to proceed. Uh, what was the other? Uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the other onion article is probably my all-time favorite. Let me just Google it real quick so I can read the headline correctly. Uh, and then we'll read your letters live to close out the show. Letters at paperkeg.com. My second favorite Onion article uh, is entitled, Mood in Car Takes Grim Turn After Dad Misses Exit. <laughs> uh, real, real life before you do the intros. One time I put my family on the wrong train and I thought I was going to get shanked. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Was this in Philadelphia? Is that why you thought you were gonna get shanked? No, Warminster. It's just pure evil right. in Philadelphia, Center City. No comment. Jensen, he doesn't want you my, my son took off his Yoda sneaker and just wore down the sole until it became a prison shank, and it was like, "We need to go to the Reading Terminal now, Dad." He, or he, he whittled it. He whittled it down to a nub, a sharp nub. Uh. Started making shine out of fruit rinds. Using the toilet. The, uh, snack. Pluto, volume five through eight this week. You know, we have three living hosts. We used to have a fourth host, Mark Farrington, but he actually died. He's no longer on the show. Hashtag rest in peace, Mark. Rest in peace, Mark. I don't know what I just said. R.I.P. Mark. Who knows? Got my mind on Onion right now. Uh, let's go through the hosts real quick. Just assuming you're new, you discovered us on, you know, iTunes hot section, you know, hot podcasts mm-hmm. right now. We're probably We're all over it. We are there. Because we, uh, we have someone that gets those things done. He's working the fax. He's got, like, the fax machine with, like, the perforated edges that you have to line up with the little nubbies or else it doesn't work. He's making calls to people mm-hmm. at iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Rhapsody, probably. He's our VP of merch. Stitcher. Dale underscore A. Welcome. It's great to be back. Yes, aside from, you know, reading books, doing book clubs weekly for this show, Paper Keg, I am 
on the horn with various uh, media outlets, media providers. Um, Rap City, you named, is one of them that I call. Uh, there's others <laughs> yeah. out there. Believe me, if you were to check my cross-reference, my Rolodex, uh, there would be many. I would record, you would like look under media providers, media outlets, things like this, it, and I would be and I would business. be mostly managing their their uh, their expectations, managing their. Uh, uh, anticipation for a new episode mm-hmm. merchandise is also my wheelhouse it's all all encompassing you know if there's an umbrella I'm under it along with uh, many many different things well it sounds exciting it sounds really exciting it's and I'm a lot, of, glad. a lot of synergy I'm picking up a lot of synergy cross-functional yeah. synergy over there mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm just very happy that the paper kick radio syndicate is in good hands with uh, those Rolodex and, you know, we're talking about one of the greatest manga of all time. Bottom of the hour, just around the corner. Pluto, the second half. It's eight volumes. We're going through the last four tonight. Mm. Today. This morning. Whenever you're listening to this on your podcast app. Could and be, you could be uh, disembarking for a trip at 3 a.m. And Jonesy would call you absurd. Make you feel like a, an absurd butthole for doing it. But... <laughs> I think that's a name of a punk your rock friend, group. Your friend, you know, your your good friend Jonesy that you probably have out there in the real world that you go on vacations with. Right. Obviously yeah. not this. Miss Quoty Fingers, uh, for that's the audience, of. are out of control over on underscore A's monitor. Well, what I was going to say is we're going to talk about Pluto and we needed to get a manga expert on the show. So we made some calls. We found I no talked one. to some people in the industry. You know that I'm not gonna name names, or, but we're on a first name basis. I said, "Hey, industry creator, popular, who can we get on the show to talk manga?" That knows, and they couldn't come up with anyone. So we still have Jonesy loves beer this week. Welcome back to the show. I just want to say thank you for not being able to find anyone else. Uh, this is really my only outlet, so I appreciate the fact that there's nobody willing to talk to you about manga out on the internet. Uh, I want to thank uh, myself for having once seen manga uh, as I walked by it in a comic book store, which I think like prepared me for this episode. So, you know, I just very, that was your research, a lot of graciousness all around here. You know what we should do for our 3am departure, uh, just days away, Jonesy, you should listen to the first season of the black tapes. I already on episode three. Oh my word. So Mm -hmm. that you can time it. So I haven't started season two yet. We can listen to season two mm-hmm. on our journey mm-hmm. together. I'll just have the crunch listen the next seven episodes. I'm good to go. Crunch listen them. Over under. What's the over under on uh, Jonesy wearing his aviator sheriff's sunglasses at 3 a.m. while he's driving? <laughs> driving you guys. Jonesy's going to gonna pull up to my driveway. He's not going to come into it because he drives a big thing. And it, honestly, I'd love to see Jonesy try to get out of that driveway with that thing. We all know Jonesy's history with parking. Challenge vehicles. accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Jonesy's going to pull up at 3 a.m. and honk the horn and just roll down his window. I'm just going to rev my motor in your driveway. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. So we have our big Q316 taking some time off to hit the lake, mm. the lake house. You know, we're all going to be there in the morning. We're going to put on an apron. We're going to make each other breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
It's going to be wild. Not wild, actually. We're not looking for wild. It's it's going to be quite the opposite, the opposite of wild. wild. You know, we're just, at that point know. in our lives where we're looking to, you know, just sit by a lake for four days, mm-hmm. disconnect. That's yeah. one of my bigger bu- uh, buzzwords for Q three sixteen. Disconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, put some They're back m- in the tank. You know, oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, that's good. It's like our you. gas station of life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Life station. A lot of withdrawals. Gas. Fellas, got to put some deposits back in there. You know? Mm. That's good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Too much business. <laughs> Life <laughs> too business. Much business. <laughs> uh, yeah. So should we uh, move into, is there any uh, updates, any kind of health updates, anyone want to talk about, any Feeling great. life One updates? One pound away from 240. One pound. <sighs> that, that means God, I've lost heaven. 99 pounds wow I'm, all, I'm almost at the big hundo wow Jonesy mm. it's amazing what are you going to do to celebrate uh, eat a big steak put the pound back on that's what I'm thinking <laughs> uh, no I have I have no plans my I, you know people always ask me like uh, you know oh you know uh, you know, hundred. I mean, what are you going to do I was like I'm going to lose like 70 more because I'm still a slob but thank you for, mm. for noticing do you ever call that nutritionist no that seemed like too easy and a, no, you know, a, a good way Jonesy, of continuing. You know Jonesy's self-regulating, eating a salad every day. I prefer actually not to eat That's it. until like the weekend. <laughs> wow. And, and when I say that, like I have like apples, Ugh. you know, other miscellaneous fruit during the day. And then I eat like Friday, Saturday, and then I'm back to it on Sunday. Hmm. It's worth 100 pounds. Can't be wrong so far. Well, I mean, I'm sure it can be, and I'm probably doing some sort of long-lasting damage, but in the short term, you know, time will tell. We're just going to have to leave it to father time, you know? Father time. Father, uh, lady time, mother time. I'm going to be like that guy from Indiana Jones on the last crusade when I finally take that sip from the fake Holy Grail, and I just weather into nothingness. But the ride was pretty good, (laughs) you know? Uh, let's move into Pluto. Oh, thank you. Thank you for bailing me out of that one. Manga. Uh, we're reading uh, right to left. Backwards. We're reading these in print. You know, these aren't available on digital legally anywhere. So we have these beautiful digest-sized books that we purchased from Amazon. Disclaimer, War for Comicsology, a subsidiary of Amazon. And... Chunzi, can you can you bring us into this world of Pluto? I mean, let me let me continue uh, from last week's uh, summary. You know, I don't know if you really could call it a synopsis as much as a summary, but you know, a huge cliffhanger: the death of Adam. You now ended the last set of volumes, uh, and you're left to wonder, you know, how much deeper is the well? You know, we've explored. Mm-hmm robotics as an allegory for life and culture and race and what possible what new territory is left to explore and um it it does it the second half takes you so much further conceptually uh than i ever imagined this book could go and uh the book obviously you identify who pluto is and the big theme of the second half of this volume is 
in order to create perfect AI, so we, we postulated last time that perf- what perfect AI could be, it had to be imperfect. And so how they make these perfect AI, this, you know, essentially Pluto, the, the evil robot, is to give him every personality, all six billion different schizophrenic personalities into his data banks. And uh, then the only way to wake him up is to inject human hatred rage you know and which is itself kind of like another word for passion you know which the robots lack they they like passion so injecting passion in the form of hatred gives this new ai birth and then the four volumes are basically okay so what does that look like and then eventually you know spoilers adam is semi-resurrected in the same fashion and then a very beautiful ending Adam, being the adverse of Pluto, is able to overcome that hatred and still have honor, be a be a hero, and, and be a good model for society. So, in the end, Pluto is is basically answers the question: Can you overcome your nature to be a good person? And it gives you all the options how that can turn out. Amazing, amazing book. Now, did uh, I don't know what to ask first? So. Mm. This is you finished Pluto, mm-hmm. all eight volumes. Yep. You know, Dale, jo- Jonesy says, "Amazing, Dale." Your thoughts on the whole run? Yeah, the uh, I, I mean, it's a yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm trying to think of a different word to not sound like you can't. I, I don't know. You can try, but yeah, you can't. You can't. It's the whole build up comes down to the last half of volume eight and like the last half of volume eight feels like the most perfect like if you were to take the coolest uh ramp up in a movie that you think has like the perfect like wind down the last 15 minutes of the movie could be the you know the most perfect like tie up there is the whole last half of volume eight does that with the first seven and a half volumes of this book and it's it's a really striking f- way it's a really striking form of storytelling i mean to think that this happened over the course of 52 weeks or months or however long i guess it was a weekly book when it was chapterized in that magazine but it's it just has so much it's able to strike at you and and to get you to feel things in uh, panels that i mean uh, other books could only hope to achieve i think my my other question i was going to ask but we'll get into it in a sec but did you expect gazish to bite the bullet because he does in volume i don't know six or so maybe and his story with hans as we mentioned last week you know the robot hater uh robot racist i don't know what i don't know what you'd call that he you know he's sworn to protect this guy now and it is revealed eventually revealed and gazish understands now that he did kill this guy the hans's brother hans's brother was kidnapping robot children and essentially Mm -hmm. torturing them and taking out their chip and cutting up their bodies and gazish shocks Hans 
by protecting him and his family to the last minute from the robot KKK who now wants to kill Hans because the he knows too much. The What's that? I prefer to call them the robigots, you know, robot robigot. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I call them in my head. And <clears throat> the most beautiful scene in the second half, in my opinion, maybe the whole book, I'm not sure, um, is when Gazich is being carted away on the stretcher. Mm-hmm. And Hans is next to him. And Hans is now struggling with the fact that Gazich sa- sacrificed himself. He didn't die, but he, he was willing to sacrifice himself for Hans, mm-hmm. who is literally almost, you know, the scum. And they're both realizing that, like, Hans is like, wow, I, I, you know, I, I finally realized why you killed my brother. It's because you can feel hate. And this is, like, mind-blowing to Hans because he didn't think robots felt emotion. And it cuts to Gazich. And he looks at him kind of longingly and just says, does it ever go away? And I, oh. like, just unbelievable. Like, I, every time I read that, it's, it's so perfect. That whole story, the whole scene, the moment, how he delivers that line, it's so deep. And it's so deep. And, and the buildup and the pacing of how you finally realized how Gazish could possess so much, like how could he could possess hate to begin with, like what the one thing that would drive a person over the edge and that's what happened to him. Mm-hmm. It's like you're total sympathetic. I mm-hmm. mean, it's. But it's not it's not just more they're sympathetic, like because he did something wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Like you're to you're just complete understanding. Like I didn't expect I didn't expect that. And and on top of that, how crazy it is for Gazish to kind of dancing with emotion the whole run, but for him to not like imitate emotion at this point, but actually feel an emotion. And it's got to be so mind-blowing for him that that emotion is hatred. Like a sense mm-hmm. of disappointment almost. But also happiness because you're feeling a human emotion, but it's just so dark. And like what effect that has on him. Right, and, out of out of all the emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and, to, and to, to be gazished and to realize that, I mean, you were constructed, you were built you were lucky enough to feel hatred but maybe that's the worst thing for a robot because then you realize that the that part of you was taken away from you and you had no control over it whatsoever mm-hmm. so there's a part in the final volume uh so slim to answer your earlier question that i think gazish would buy it and i guess I knew that Astro Boy had to be the hero, considering it, it's a series based around him. So there was kind of the expectation that he would be the, the star at the climax. But Gazish, of course, is how he woke up. Gazish's memory card and his feeling of hatred was enough to get Adam out of that kind of schizophrenic data capture, or whatever they called it. So... There's a moment where Astro Boy, you know, he has access to all of Gazisha's memories, even the stolen ones. And you finally find out that one of the things they took from Gazish when they wiped his memory was that he actually had a child. And that's what they wanted the whole him and his wife wanted the whole series the whole series is they find this child, they rebuild him, 
and then you know that gap is taken away and that fuels his hatred even further and that's kind of presented as the way the tipping of the scales i guess for mm-hmm. for astro boy the i'm only going to say it because you just brought it up but i think the most powerful panels for me were the panels where he comes across the little robot boy who the human is just thinks it's like a battery operated trash that just hasn't completely died out yet. But the little thing, the little guy is like stuck to the magnetic crane and he's like pulling at Gazish's sleeve because he's truly in like misery. That was just like, man. And, and then like him pulling at Gazish and then Gazish to, adopt him and wrap him up and fix him was just like and that, that was, was it that me. was teased from like you know act three yeah when he uh when, when the, he kept having the, the nightmare man. yeah the old he man was like flashback. i'll give it to you for 500 zeus or whatever it was yeah and finally you see the impetus of that scene seven volumes later it was wild and i think the other the other scene that was just as impacting was gazich in his travels to find out who Pluto was, he essentially figures it out. But in Persia, he he comes across kind of like a, a a young boy selling flowers, robot. Like I say, boy, but he was like a child robot, and he's missing an arm, and he's you know seems like pitiful, pretty much. Like I feel yeah. bad for this kid who has to sell his flowers, and because he had he had like a credit card machine like taped to his <laughs> oh my missing God. arm, <laughs> so that he could pay for the people could pay for the flowers. So Gazich eventually does acquiesce and buys a flower and eventually he you know he cracks the case so wide open that when he meets his untimely demise he's walking across the water and the boy shows up the flower boy and Gazich is like what are you doing here and he's instead of the credit card machine he's got the gun attached to his like limp arm and when that showed up the first time i ever read it, i was like no no, this is so terrible. Right. Like, this is so, like, no wonder Gazish is so full of hatred at the end. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's another scene. I just reminded myself of another beautiful scene where, he, like, you just see them looking at each other and then you hear the shot and Gazish does not act as if he's been shot. He's just, like, standing there talking to the boy. And he says the, another famous line, you know, nothing can come from hatred. He tells the boy after the shot's been fired, and then it revealed that Gazish has been shot and he dies. Like, ah, that scene mm-hmm. is beautiful. Him just yeah. another Gazish. Gazish is the star of this book, absolutely for me. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, I love how he was still the star of the book, even when he was just a memory in Adam's head. Mm-hmm. They re- and they really did a good job of, even though Gazish was dead, making Gazish still an impactful like the impact the last whole half of the book of book eight. Yeah. It was such a great, amazing treatment. Now was the, the boy that he bought for 500 Zeus, did that happen? I'm assuming around the time frame that he murdered Hans's brother. So they just wiped that kind of whole area out and that's why he didn't have the boy anymore. I, I piece it together as, um, when he first went to uh, do the investigation that led to him killing Hans's brother, that was when he found the robot during that, his son, during the investigation. And he brings the boy back to his wife, and I think 
she's with him for this investigation. And that's why there's really no scene where they're, they part. Like there's no scene where the child, you know what I mean? In that I can recall where the child is taken away or whatever. It's just totally wiped from his memory. So thankfully we don't see that scene of the government coming in and taking the kid away. You know, we can come back to Kazich at any time. Obviously I'd love for us to come back to Kazich, but the Epsilon story, um, how the, the, I'm trying to think of like the big moments for the certain characters, but the one big moment, you know, Epsilon is like the peacekeep, the pacifist. He doesn't want to have anything to do with violence. So when he's called into Persia in the flashback to do something that he, like that doesn't involve violence, it's to essentially melt all the dead robots that they uncovered underneath the base. And I thought that was a really great scene too. For, oh, for how how horrible! That's his job. Mm-hmm. And, I, mean, I, I mean, I can't believe he did it. Honestly, I thought he would just say "tough s." I'm out of here. I'm not going to, you yeah. know, cremate. He's like he doesn't have people. to follow those orders, does he? I don't know. I don't even know what the rank he had. Like, does he really have to listen to them? Yeah, he's not in the military. You know, it's understood that Gazich and um, Hercules. And Brando probably all had rank, like they were all, you know, yeah. either enlisted or whatever. And Epsilon famously, you know, dodged the draft. So what what tie, if any, is this the one hole in Pluto we just discovered? We pulled that thread? <laughs> I Why mean, do you do we, it? it? The, the, the Tenma character, is it? It's Tenma, mm-hmm. right? Not Tenma? Tenma, yeah. Tenma, I, every time I read anything with him he just annoyed me like he didn't have any emotion i know his son had died uh tubio i think but you know he's responsible for a lot of death really mm-hmm. tenma i think he made yeah. adam but he was also responsible for moving abula into the the goji body mm-hmm. you know the one that had like the six billion personalities uh, he made goji yeah also how did he move abula's AI into Goji when Abula wasn't a robot. Like he mm. moved some kind of chip. Stop into Goji. it right now, Slim. Stop. Don't go down that road. <laughs> that's right? yeah. That's the confusing part of the that. But that's it. You know, don't atomic robo this book right now. <laughs> Boy, if you recognize that callback, you get a no prize. <laughs> what else? What else from What else from uh, Pluto Volume Five through Eight? Lay Lay it out on the line here. I'm going. Uh, I'm going on a deep plot so hole here. I'm deep. Let's I, hear it. I got one for you when you're well, ready. Well, this this could be completely wrong, so maybe edit it out. But I understood it to be, and this is good. This is calls back to the first four volumes that the the guy Hans's brother that Gazish killed. I was to under. I understood that. He kidnapped Gazish's son. Oh, did he have the son's body in that bag when he caught him in the alley? I just remember the flashbacks where, yeah, he was, now I'm like thumbing through it. Because I, I think he had a bag with him. And we, we'll be able to tell because of the kid's face is pretty recognizable. That's why I remember, that's why I thought that's what it was. But That I'm would like, explain why he was so pissed when he caught him in the alley that makes a lot of sense yeah that's why 
I, th- I mean, I thought the entire time that's what I was going with because I was completely like it clicked for me immediately like why he was so that's why he possessed so much hatred because mm. it was his boy i mean i'm yeah, one of the boys was, was his boy. dale right now? dale pluto whisperer i'm pulling it up mm. pull it I'm up, to pull mm-hmm. it up. i thought and maybe to give some background of why i didn't think that was the case was he was in the hospital or police station when they were like showing the bodies of the dead kids with the families because the parents had to like, you know, identify them. So at the, I thought that he was just, his anger was building and that those moments made him snap. So like, I think he's there with the families. He's with a human family first with a robot child and then a robot family, which is also a great scene. So I thought that like when it came over the radio, they're like, "Eh, we, you know, we got him." I thought that movie, he was just like, okay, that's it. Slim. So while Dale was looking for that, that Mm -hmm. scene where the robot family identifies the kid and I believe it's the wife says, you know, why do we do this? Why did we make it so that we would emulate human life so perfectly? Why would we give ourselves children if it was just to feel this way? And like as a parent, very difficult to connect with that line because we have children. But if you think about it, why would robots do that to themselves? Hmm. They make childlike robots only to have to lose them one day, you know, mm-hmm. ostensibly. Yeah, I think there's a Simpsons quote, why was I programmed to feel pain? Yeah, what's going on? Did you find it? I can't. I can't, but I'm going, to, I'm going to. Come on. I just don't want to mess this up, you know? Should I go upstairs and get my volume? You might have to. You might have to, because we don't want to be wrong on this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get it. Be right back. It's upstairs. Go get it. I'll probably find it as soon as he steps away. Okay. Yeah. I think that that is the head. Yep. Yeah, it's his boy. It's his boy. It's, on, it's his boy. Oh God! How did we miss that? How did you not? I mean, how? What are you feeling? If like, that's what I've been well, feeling the whole time. I don't know what to feel. Because now it's after the fact. Plus, I, I, I mean, I can't believe you had the memory recall to say, you know, that kid looks like the upside-down head that I saw at the beginning of Volume 5. Well, right? No, it's more, it goes deeper than that. You're going to have to reread the story again, but I pick, I've been picking it up. As soon as I figured it out, it wasn't because of that head. It was because... It, like the pacing and the, t- the like, oh, it all God. converged. Get it. Oh, now it's starting to sink in. This because, is getting I mean, nutty. I'm going to show Jonesy to the camera here. Oh, so, God. like, hold on. You're reading right to left here. So, the top panel is the face. And then it zooms out on the second panel. And oh, you see his, God. You see his, his nub arm. And then the third panel is Gazich's eyes. And it goes red like, uh, you know, Kill Bill. That is singularly devastating for me to see. It's awful. Oh, God. And now, this whole time, you're like, oh, uh, Gazish obviously mad for the children of these families. And because of his honor as a detective, 
and then it, it switches immediately to hard right, it's his own son. If but that were me, like, I would be Zeronium zer- weaponing the entire city until it ex- was ash. Exactly. This is why, I mean, this is why the memories never fully left because they were so ingrained and it mm-hmm. was so a part of them. Because it's kid. That they, they, but to know that, like to know that people hate you, to know that you have, you tried to make something for yourself, to know that they, they have the power to take any memory of it away, that's, hatred man and that's why it's so amazing at the end when adam is able to overcome it all yeah, he basically and that's says I'm fine now. doing it that's gazish helping him that's a, this is so this is so much more deep i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's i don't troubling. know how to put words to it. it's extremely troubling wouldn't it's a layer to the story that I'm really disappointed in myself that I missed. Because it makes the impact of that scene where Astro Boy, basically then it's Gazish in his own memory telling Adam, it's okay. You can change. I changed and this is what happened to me. That's even more overwhelming. And it makes the climax so much more poignant. It all all storylines converge perfectly. Like they are all coasting along all the volumes and they just meet. Basically, it's like 1,550 pages just to get to Adam realizing it's going to be okay. Like the whole story leads up to that moment to give him the strength to defeat Pluto. The one uh, we haven't even talked about, Pluto, Pluto's backstory who was revealed to be Abula's, one of Abula's sons, who was a robot, Sahad. And he had, you know, amazing talents in school. He was working and successfully working to, like, create, I think they called it, like, a bed of flowers all over the book, but he was able to create, you know, uh, I don't know what the phrase is, like a garden that essentially didn't die, never wilted. Essentially, he was able to terraform. He could turn right. lifeless earth into some place where you could grow, you know, in this case, flowers. But and, and I believe it was after Persia had been destroyed and Abula, Abula's wife and I think his other son was killed and essentially Abula died, but... Once Abula was resurrected, he found Sahad and said, you know, I need you to get revenge on what, what happened to us, and ma- mainly me, like what happened to me. Mm-hmm. So this poor Sahad, who had such a future, like he's he was, a great person. Yeah. and I mean, his backstory is, is also troubling, because then he was, I think Abula said, like, I need your brain to put into this body Pluto that I built and you are going to enact my revenge for me. This poor guy, Sahad. He's a pacifist, a philosopher, someone who wants to grow flowers. I mean, just as tragic. And to know, like, to know that going back to the scene where it was him that painted the flowers with Uran. Who probably that's what he ultimately wanted to do. He's just so mm. conflicted and tore up. Oran, probably the most understated character in the book, I felt. 
Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, why are we shoehorning this person in here? But really, when you think about it, she she represents um, innocence, essentially, right? And mm-hmm. kind of illuminates the audience to the end, like why emotion is powerful to a robot. And I don't think I understood that until just now when you guys were saying that, when she kind of goes hip to hip with uh, Pluto and his fake body and is able to tell him like emotion this I can feel sorrow and sadness and he's so is that why he cried like out of nowhere yeah at the end because I didn't I never really understood that she was appealing to his sahadness but wasn't wasn't he just sitting next to Adam in that scene they were they were just looking up at the stars Mm -hmm. remember that that the one thing I think I didn't like was I preferred the shadowy, mysterious Pluto, you know, drawn in the shadows, looking very scary. And I, I didn't really like when he kind of came out in the open and he saw his body, you know, mm. just kind of in front of a mountain floating at him. Like it took away some of the prestige of Pluto mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I, 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 if- I felt like the Sahad character... Um, I mean, he had his redemption at the end with the Bora character, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like his it it didn't happen at a pace that I liked, like his redemption or because mm-hmm. there was a few scenes where he's just like sitting looking up the stars with Pluto and not fighting. I was like, what's going on here? When how did this happen? It was it just almost uh, kind of stuck out like weird mm-hmm. or inappropriate at the time. Because Pluto, yeah, maybe he just didn't like get to have a wind down appropriate, or he never fully like came to terms with how tour. Like you, you first you kind of picture him. He's begging Epsilon to kill him. Yeah, but you're not like if you had that match control, then just stop. Yeah, and then together, Gazish has a chance to kill him. He's under the rubble, and you only see his eyes. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Like he had the chance to kill him and didn't. So that was like a cool like, oh, you know, what's going to happen to Sahad here? But, I think if you uh if you happen to be on the internet and you take a look at screenshots from the cartoon, that'll really take away the prestige <laughs> of the Pluto character. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's I mean, the whole somehow them not them, the creators being able to give Adam and Gazish both their due for the whole last half of book eight was just a perfect ending to a book. Like Adam just comes back. He's just ready to like take on anything with these new emotions he has. He's, he's had more of the world revealed to him and he handles it like a champ. He's just able to handle the situation. But when he lies to Gazish's wife, like, yeah, obviously. right. <laughs> and she's like, I don't, I think he still might be lying, but thank you either way. Mm-hmm. And that was really special. I mean, this book is really like a metaphor for growing up in a way, right? Because Asher Boy is the, the boyhood innocence in all of us. And can you come to grips with hating something and having an adult situation like that and still mm-hmm. be a good hearted person and do what's right. And it makes the, the, you know, the shocking revelation that Dale discovered for us. Thank, thank you, Dale. 
<laughs> this scene, like why Adam didn't want to tell Helena. Like she's like, yeah. you know, what happened? Did you ever figure it out? What happened? You know, when they wiped our memories, what was that all about? And that's, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's not just, Oh, he killed this dude. It's right. You had a son and he was mutilated <laughs> and Gazich killed the guy that did it. So Oops. I got to go. <laughs> right. He's a hero. Bye. I'd have done the same thing. Bye. <laughs> you had a son and he died. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> rocket feet. <laughs> oh, no, I can't hear you. Whatever the sound of this rocket shoes. <laughs> How about um Epsilon's run? Um, they had a, Epsilon's story was pretty long and the, how about like the bodyguard dude he like became a character out of nowhere which was kind of great when you yeah, think he was about super it cool. little helmet that he wore he got he got he saluted Epsilon he like t- you know saluted him and said I know you uh, didn't agree with the war so you refused to join up it's like you all did it for the, for the greater good and I like salute you I honor you that was cool how he was like had a little personality and, and he like held his own, you know, for a time mm-hmm. when he had yeah, he to. He protected the kids, I think, mm-hmm. or he protected a few people. What a it's a it's an amazing run. It's an amazing run. And you don't need to know anything about Astro Boy. if we never even told you it was from the uh lore of Astro Boy, you would never know. And I just want to point out that Jonesy and I aren't total idiots because we went on the internet and we looked on message boards. There were other people that wondered what happened to Gazich's boy. <laughs> it's not just us. I don't know if I'm going to edit that whole section out where we're on the internet message boarding for 10 minutes, but I it's real. Probably it's, real. it's a part of the show. So, it probably added, uh, you know, five good minutes to the show. We're at 51 minutes. So you could probably leave it in. I mean, <laughs> and we hit, we hit the qualifying <laughs> mark. We'll let that be the time that people need to go get, get themselves a drink. When I go to get right. my my two volumes to find that scene, retroactively put in some audio where it says, "Hey, Slim here. Uh, the next five or six minutes are just going to be us googling. So please get a sandwich. Come back that's to us when, when you, you're ready. That's when you'll hear from the Midwest somewhere, uh, Scotty Young, irate, sounding like a chimpanzee because you guys couldn't figure it out from the very beginning. Oh, It'd be man. just like that phone call when the lady had to call nine one one. Because her friend was being attacked by her pet chimpanzee and eating her face. Oh boy, it's gonna be brutal when he listens to this. Oh yeah, the the, the late night late night texts describing to us how stupid we are. <laughs> I look forward to. Yeah. Maybe hey, you never know. What maybe you, you don't inspire. You, you, you guys ever hear of a little book for? called Harry Potter? That was the Scholastic <laughs> oh, that's right. book. When, who was it? Dale or Jonesy that said Scholastic doesn't have Listen, any popular books? And for the listeners, someone rattled off like thirty in a text. It's <laughs> like, oh, I guess you guys never uh, like a, a series. You know, I don't know Harry Potter. Does that do it for you? Scholastic not, books. That's small time. He's he's a. Any any closing thoughts on? Uh, Pluto, Volume 1 through 8, before we get into the letter segment. If you never read this your whole life, you're foolish. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. 
letters at papercake.com. You shoot us a letter. We might read it on the era. Uh, this comes to us from uh, former show intern, current show slacker. Uh, he goes by the moniker Matt HH, and he writes to us, uh, Gentlemen, I listened to Pluto Volume 1 this morning while I finished up laundry for my wedding weekend in the wine country. Plug. Uh, sounds like an amazing book. I do want to give a high reco, underscore reco, excuse me, for Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez Walta's exceptional Vision series. It follows Vision after he has created a family, in parentheses, he writes, wife Virginia, based on the brain patterns of his ex-wife Wanda, and two teenage kids, Viv and Vin, as they live in the suburbs of D.C. It has some of the same slow-paced, pot-boiling character development that you described in Pluto, and deals with similar themes of the inconsistencies in human and artificial beings' emotions. A great series that just wrapped up with the last issue. Uh, Listener Lightning Round, East of West, not East is West, Volume 1, uh, to Volume 4 by Hickmania and Nick uh, Dragata. He writes, What do you get when you combine some of the ind- industry's best world building and absolutely stunning art, issue over issue, and a gonzo arcane slash, sci- arcane slash sci-fi setting? East of West delivers the goods in spades. All right, boyos, heading off on the honeymoon in Italy in a few hours. Huh? Name-checking countries Jeez now. Louise, yeah. Uh, so hold down the fort, and I'll see you in the slack. Peace out. Also, currently on my way to the opera on a spaceship, uh, Matt HH. Thanks, Matt. I feel like he'd probably just call people up and then say, sir, I can't talk. I have to go to Italy. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. Well, yeah. you just called me. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I got to go. I'm at the, I'm at the Il Coliseo. I have to be out here. Uh, hi, is this a uh, Mac? Okay, please hold for Matt HH. It's redacted. All that is redacted. Please do not do any. <laughs> Congratulations on your uh, on your nuptials, Matt HH. You, yeah, uh, we kid because we love. This is us being nice to each other. So understand that that's how we show our affection. Uh, next up, uh, maybe it's been a long time since this fellow. Uh, uh, is it Ace? No, no, that's that's the our unicorn. That's our Eleanor. Mm. Gary uh, Ace Hanchetta, remember that we love you and we want your letters. This is from at Karate Chop 16. Wow. Hey, Keggers. Really dug 16 your recent... since he wrote in, you know? <laughs> I really dug your recent Amulet episode and wanted to thank you for turning my daughter and I onto the series. Read the first volume, but she's already on the third devouring each one in a sitting Mm. she sends this listener lightning round i thought amulet the stonekeeper was sad but also very exciting i think all kids should read this series great listener lightning round there you go incredible wow that's amazing thank you uh mave i believe i could say her name live on the air oh my god put that wonderful of you on a non-comics related note, I'd like to quickly thank the Paper Cake community for their support of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation fundraiser my wife and I have been running. Fortunate to have met so many great folks throughout the community you guys have created over the years, and I'm truly humbled by the generosity shown. Thank you, friends. Until Q316, mm-hmm. yours, Karate Chop. Wow. Mm. We're close. I mean, as of recording, mm. we're essentially seven days away. 
Oh mm. my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're probably uh, at this moment yeah. seven days from now. We're packing up. We've already yeah, left. At this point, we're planning on it's getting Wednesday, there by right? five a.m. Right? <laughs> Jonesy, according on. to Jonesy, you're leaving Jonesy. at uh, five p.m. the next, b- the previous day. <laughs> we're leaving Monday now, guys. We're leaving Monday. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care if we have a place to check in. That's what you want. <laughs> That's when we're leaving. Jonesy only bringing flannel shirts and a coffee <laughs> machine of some kind. Probably my my wife's most compelling tweet that I've ever read is that <laughs> that quotation yeah. tweet where she just she, slam dunks me. And then the rest of the trip in 140 characters. <laughs> she gets us all. Are you, is it true, Jonesy? Do you have flannel to bring? You're absolutely GD right I do. Oh, and I, will, I might Jealous. wear one every day. I got four different shades. Oh my blue, green, red. Blue, green, and red together in the shirt. I mean, you know, maybe some burnt sienna. I don't know. I gotta yeah. double my efforts. Get out there. Get I got my uh, I got my my morel hiking boots. I got my What's jeans. What's the temperature gonna be? Dad, I hope it's cold because I'm bringing a lot of long sleeves. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> so it better be cold. Yeah, I'm gonna look car- it up right now. I got now. cargo shorts, if if needs be. Yeah, the we weather should, calls for cargo shorts. We should wrap it up and, and discuss this in the fireside. Maybe oh, live producing well, on air. We also beer. have to wrap it up because we might make. One night only return to Rocket League in mere moments. Uh, Next hit, week. Hit creator Charles Forsman of Revenger might be joining us, right? Uh, he's he's out, right? according to Twitter. Oh, God, Charles. Uh, next week, I'm not really sure what we're doing. I think we, we got, talked about doing a movie app. Dale's got, shaking his head. He's saying no. He's saying no to the movie app. Next week. I'm saying no that the letter segment is not over. Oh, okay. Jonesy, oh. sorry. I, I went with Jones by Jonesy's lead. And it sounded like live producing. Okay. God, he Jonesy just should be drug out in the street and shot, right, guys? <laughs> Let's all just jump on right now. Okay. What should be the great one of the greatest paper keg episodes covering one of the greatest things ever has probably just turned into a pile full of robot trash. <laughs> Are we ready? You got this letter? I got it. Cheers. Okay. All right. He writes. It's been some time since I wrote in, but I really enjoyed your episode on the hip-hop family tree and wanted to suggest a couple things to check out if you or listeners wanted to know more about the subject. One, Rumble Kings, the movie. Uh, It's a documentary, could be on Netflix, he's not sure. It tells the history of gangs in the Bronx and how peace was made in the beginning of hip-hop parties. Mm. In bold text, Slim would dig this. Dale also, not me, apparently. Uh, Two, The Get Down. It's a Netflix original. It's a superhero hip-hop musical history lesson directed by the guy who made Romeo plus Juliet, and it's set in the mid-'70s. This is for Jonesy. Or, sorry, this is for Jonesy. Maybe Slim, too. I think he's uh, talking about Baz Luhrmann. Well. (laughs) <laughs> three that, the uh, number ev- two. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Three the evolution of hip hop <laughs> and HBO series. Uh, the wheels are coming off. It maps a very detailed history of rap through interviews with the people who were actually there. Only two episodes have aired. Dale should like this most, but Jonesy might too. 
And at hashtag Q316 forever catcher. The elusive wow. catcher. I feel like catcher is going to be dropped in by some kind of Canadian helicopter service at Q316 wearing his flannel. Get mm. up. If he gets there at all, who knows? He never changes out of flannel. I mean, like, like I'm like packing flannel to wear. That's just maybe his undershirt is a flannel shirt. I don't know. I love you. Nobody dogs. Can't wait. Catcher. Love you. Next week, stick around. I don't know what's happening. Maybe we'll discuss it in detail on the fireside. Check it out. If there, who even knows what the fireside is? Yeah. Let's be honest. No Nobody one listens. listens past the music. I, I can't imagine anyone listens to the Fireside Chat. Mm-mm. We'll see everybody next time. If anybody out there is listening to this, go ahead and send us a tweet. Hashtag Fireside Yes. <laughs> so we know you're out there. I wish we knew what episode that was <laughs> where Jonesy tried to do the, the hashtag poll. <laughs> that worked. I mean, it did work. Did it work? I don't even know what it was remember. for. Nobody, I don't remember what the hashtag was. No. It probably, I mean, we could, if we knew, we could find the tweets. <laughs> So let's get into it. Are we doing a movie episode? Well, look. Uh-oh. Here's my thoughts based loosely on because I haven't done any research. The Wikipedia doesn't tell me anything. Mm-hmm. I think we do the episode of Astro Boy that this Pluto was based upon. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, the greatest okay. boy on earth or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. If that is available, it's probably available via disc. Right. Can I get it um, on Amazon? eBay? Yeah. The, uh, I know some Astro Boy is available on Amazon streaming. You have to buy it, but it could. I think it's only the first series of the 2003, first season of the 2003 series and not the one from the 60s, but I'm sure something can be found out. Okay, I'm on, I'm on the Zon right now. Astro Boy. Nobody calls That's me. all I got because fair warning, guys, depending on when we decide we're going to do something, uh, you know, it's going to be it's a loosey-goosey week. The most you're going to get out of us is a movie episode the week before. Three. It seems like uh, it's on YouTube. They're, uh, it's two parts, 24 minutes each. According okay. To those. Thrown out there. For those interested in buying, Astro Boy, the complete series 2003 on DVD, $7.49. Oh, that's a steal. It's a steal. It's that's not the original, steal. but it's a re- it's a, a steal. I find it disturbing now that as Astro well. Boy only wears black European Pants. cut Speedos, mm. but you know. Look at this. Uh, Astro Boy Volume 3 on Amazon, available on Kindle and Comixology. Uh, the greatest... 
robot on Earth, in the novel length, a wealthy sultan creates a giant robot to become the ruler of all robots on Earth. But in order for that to happen, he must defeat the seven most powerful robots in the world. Mm. And uh, including Astro Boy, who must have his horsepower raised from 100,000 to 1 million to what? face the challenge. Yeah, classic horsepower scenario. I love it already. I love the adaptation of Pluto even more just based on that. So I didn't know it was a, a comic, too. It was a comic before first. a cartoon, I, I believe. Was it? Yeah. Holy moly, it's 170 pages, 100 and, 110 pages. Mm, we could do that. <laughs> Famous, don't bite off uh, more than you can chew. Yeah. Maybe after the we trip, right? We can't push it back to Wednesday next week, Dale. You know what I mean? There's no pushback. We should There's all no be in bed at this on. time. Unless next we're going to record on the drive because we need to leave at 9 o'clock the previous night. <laughs> To get there, should say nine a.m. Wednesday, just to play it safe. Mm -hmm. Get there on time. Get some breakfast (laughs) before we check in Thursday morning. Some breakfast, some dinner, some lunch the day before. (laughs) That's all we're going to be doing. We're going to leave Monday afternoon. (laughs) This is and then Jonesy the whole time. This is what you wanted. (laughs) What you wanted. That is classic me too, huh? Is this what you want? All right. This is what you want to do. Okay. Sweat. It's a quarter of eleven. Mm. Yeah. The witching hour. Let's get. I mean, if we don't do it tonight, it might not ever happen again. Xbox period. Xbox on. Could it, be it. It will. This could be it for us. No, don't say that. Let's, I'm booting up right now because I'm not accepting that. This could be it. Let's hit Cortana. Turn right on my now. Xbox one final time. As friends. <laughs>